Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today's special guest is very special. She was my very first employee as a salon owner ever, 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 way, way back, back in the day. Um, And we had such a great time together. We had more fun in a salon than should be legal um, (laughs) to be able to have. So I am so excited to have her here. Now, I should have asked you before I push record, but how do I introduce you? Are you, have you changed your name? Is it? Yes, Lisa Bodnar. Bodnar, okay. So you're always be DiGiacomo to me. (laughs) And anytime I I look you up on my thing, I type in DiGiacomo, which is a lot harder to type in than Bodnar. (laughs) Um, But you are not so recently, but remarried. So that's awesome. He was, he was your, your tech crew trying to get you on today. That's always fun. (laughs) So welcome to the podcast. Um, You know, I'm so, so, so grateful to still have you in my life after all these years? I mean, we're talking 19. Let me think. Cause I was already married, right? 91. I, I was married when I, when I met you. So I, I opened the salon in 89. Um, I was dating my husband, but not married. And then got married in 91 was like crazy booked, you know, in this little tiny salon thinking I was going to stay alone forever and, and being okay with that. Um, very short into my really busy life solo behind the chair was carpal tunnel syndrome in both wrists because I was working idiotic 12 hour days with no help, no lunch, no nothing, which I look back and I'm like, where were my parents? Right. <laughs> I should have been like, why are you doing that? <laughs> they were right, right next, right next door. But they, my, my whole childhood, that was my dad, like work, 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 work. So that was like the theme. So they were so proud of how hard that I was working. So I'm sharing with, you know, a client in the chair and I'm saying, oh my gosh, you know, I need somebody, but I'm dreading hiring somebody. I don't, I I kept saying, I I never wanted to be a boss. I just wanted to have my own space. So I always say now in 2022 that I was, I was the first solo suite because I really, my intention was, I just want to be by myself with my client. I'm a control freak. I want to control over the music, the temperature, (laughs) the hours, the location, you know, everything about the visit. And yeah. you know, my potty mouth, I didn't want to have to worry about offending anybody <laughs> when I was t- you know, sharing a story. So that was how I started my business. And it just wasn't realistic to stay alone. So my goal in finding my first hire was they have to be like me and like me and my conversations because otherwise their clients <laughs> are going to run for the hills. And you just magically appeared. You had just- Walked through the front door. <laughs> walked through the front door. And you had just come from another interview and you took the job. Do you remember that? At Lord and Taylor, yes. Lord and Taylor. And I was like, oh my God, you know, you and I, I were chat, 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 chatting. I, I was like, I it. hope you hate <laughs> it. I hope you have a miserable day tomorrow. I hope it's the <laughs> worst day of your life. And here's my number. And you call me no matter what. If you don't like it, please call me. And I think it was like two days later, you're like, hello, is that offer still on? <laughs> you're like, my husband will kill me if I don't hire somebody now. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. And, and kudos to you for 
letting me do my hodgepodge way of training and onboarding. Like when I look back, I had no employee manual, no structure whatsoever. It was like, oh, Lise, some lady just walked in. She needs highlights. Come in the back and let's talk about what you're going to put on there. And it was kind of like trial by fire. But, but looking back and now that you're a salon owner, it kind of works, right? Like that's the reality of the salon industry is like, you got to be able to think on your feet. Yes, because those computer systems go down. And when that happens, it has to go back to old school way, which I still miss the paper book. That was your biggest struggle. I remember when when we had dinner and you were like, oh, I have to be on software now. Like, yeah, what do you think? And I'm like, you know what? I can't even imagine now because I not only did I do the paper appointment book, but I did handwritten birthday cards handwritten, yes. you know, yes. whatever kind of Where special was going on. Yeah. 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 Haven't seen you in whatever many How weeks. did you like your first visit? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You but were again, probable that though. But again, I, I'm like that now still. I'm like, I love getting a handwritten note okay. in 2022. And how often does it happen? Right. That's People true. just don't do it anymore. And I'm inundated. I mean, especially, you know, with the Black Friday and Cyber Monday and my email box is like jam packed with all of that stuff. It's not like, yes. Hey, Elaine, we missed you. How are you? It's like, give me your money. Give me your money. Give me your money. <laughs> so a nice handwritten note, you know, in the middle of the year, like not around the holidays, not on their anniversary of coming to you or whatever, just like on a Tuesday in March to get a handwritten note from your stylist saying, Hey, hope all is well. I appreciate you you know, yeah. for having a great month or whatever, like imagine the impact of loyalty of that versus, you know, Hey, hi, how are you? But here's, here's my special offer. I want you to buy. You always had the personal touch. Like, yeah, definitely. Everybody felt like you were part of their family, <laughs> which is a whole other rant about boundaries and all of that stuff. Like I, I do my best on social media. I'm not great at it, especially, I, I don't want to say at my age, cause that's such a, a cop out, but for being not raised on it and not have a phone attached to my right. palm 24 seven, I do. Okay. But I notice when I am the most real and raw you know, in the beginning of doing social, I was like holding back because I'm so naughty all the time that I'm like, oh, I have to behave myself because I'm going to scare people. But the more I become myself and share my real, true, authentic feelings, I was on a rant about how when I moved and stepped away from the chair, it was like I died. Like I didn't hear from anyone, not staff, not clients, not vendors that I had paid, you know, $10,000 a month to didn't Bob. hear from them. <laughs> I heard from him. I did hear from him. He's, Wait, awesome. he's back. He's back. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, it's, it was like, I died. So I was like, wow, if I knew then that that was going to happen, I would have found my happy much sooner. I had this like false sense of loyalty to everybody, but myself. So that post on TikTok and Instagram is my most viral post. I think it's up to like 38,000 views or something because it was just that honest, like, don't get it twisted, sister. These clients are clients. They are not your friends. They are not worried about if you're okay, not okay. It's all about, I have roots. When can you see me? And therapy. Yeah. Which Chris said we should have named our salon therapy. Like with hair in it. Yeah. They're herpy. 
Yeah. So your salon is Aqua. Tell me, tell me about the hair studio, which ironically, which I didn't even notice till after the fact that it's, it mirrors splash hair studio. Well, I love that. And and yours is the same. I love that coziness of a smaller space. I felt like salon felt more connected than studio. Yes. But what has been now, now we started with you being your day one and you hate it, Lord and Taylor, and you came, but we kind of skipped all the way to now. So So you were with me, I believe it was seven years and I was very pregnant with my son and someone who befriended all of us said, Hey, come work for me. It was like the, the serpent in the garden, like here, 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 come see me. And looking back, you know, it was devastating to me. First of all, our relationship is what made it more devastating to me because we never had a fight ever. Like we got along better than any two people ever, ever could and should. Um, but in retrospect, I came back from a show and Donald Scaleri was the person teaching. I think he has since passed, but he was a great educator. And he said, if you're paying over 50% commission, you're going to go out of business tomorrow. You can't do it. Don't do it. Don't ever pay higher. But he never gave the other piece, which was keep raising the prices so that they get an increase anyway. And I came back into the salon and said, guys, this is what you're getting paid. It's never going to be higher. I'm sorry. I have to stay in business, but I had no idea what I was doing. Just blurted it out. Like it was, you know, Tuesday at two o'clock and you guys were like, okay, well then I guess we have to find somewhere else to work. So like, I get that now, but at the time I was like, oh my God, I'm so devastated. Like I always read about these things about people leaving together and going to other salons and all of that. But I also ran into Donald at an airport. I was taking my kids to Disney And he was, of course, traveling to yet another hair show. And he said, how are things? And I said, oh, you know, I just had the first walkout. I never thought it would happen to me. And and he turned to me and he said, of course, my son's like, who's this guy you're talking to? Like I was beating his ear. (laughs) And he said, let me guess, were they with you seven years? And I said, almost to the day, it was seven years. And he said, please don't take it personally. It's a cycle. People feel like grass is greener. They get a little itchy, the seven year itch. I was like, Oh my God, that totally makes sense. And then I'm not sure of the exact timeline, but how long did you last with the second place before you left to go on your own? Was that around seven years? Five. Five. Okay. So you didn't quite make it to there, but it's, it's interesting that it's a cyclical thing and that. But then I was 14 with the other salon, like with DeJanelle and then. Right. Which is twice as long. Yeah. Well, you, you were never a, a jumper or a quitter. You liked your yeah. routine and your, you know. And money was never really an issue. Like, like it's, it all ends up being like personalities and how they like, you know, mesh together. Um, but you always were easy to work with for me. <laughs> we always have fun. And that's how my sister is. Like, she's my partner now. And she's like you, like we laugh all day long. It's great. It's amazing that you're able to be your partner, to be a partner with your sister because partnerships, as you know, so in between, (laughs) so you're with me, then you went to a salon as an employee, you left there. The two of you who left me went into business together for partners. You Mm -hmm. lasted for 14 years together, which is amazing. Um, And you built quite a salon with a lot of employees and all of that. So kudos to you for that. And then it wasn't going so great. You went on your own with one of the girls and your sister. 
Um, and partnerships are difficult. You had already had a partnership. You had already seen how that can go. Weren't you afraid again with, I know it's your sister and it's a little different, but it could be devastatingly worse if it went wrong. Oh, I know. Yes, I was. And, you know, my dad was definitely the proponent that said, you need to do this for your sister. Cause I said, I do not want another salon again. I just want to be in a room by myself, like Elaine, <laughs> but not, I mean, it is fun to have a camaraderie with another yeah. stylist. It does help you through the day when you have somebody to commiserate with. Um, but yeah, I mean, and you, it's easier to split duties. There's a lot of duties and everybody thinks it's so easy to have a salon. And it's not, there's so many things you have to do. So it's, you know, it, it makes it, as long as there's an understanding of who's doing what job. And as long as you don't start to intermix the jobs, that's the key. I agree. Cause it's like, like, there's always one person that feels like they're more of the doer. And then there's that resentment there. If you're doing, doing, do doing, and they're kind of like, you know, coasting, then you're always going to butt heads, but your sister, I mean, she is such a carbon copy it's of like, you. I, yeah, she's I not picture the, her she, being just as hard a of a worker. Head. She's a different head though. She does all the payroll. Like she is the numbers. Okay. And I'm more of like, I don't mind cleaning toilets. Um, so I'm like, you do that. You do you. I'll do me. Don't ask questions. And that's how 14 years Jeanette and I got along because she did her jobs. I did mine. I didn't ask her questions. She didn't ask me questions. And then, then all of a sudden it, that changed and then it went bad. So, so if someone listening is kind of like, oh, you know, I I've seen a trend right now in solo suite owners. So they're, they're leaving salons and they're going into a suite and then they're like, oh crap, this is expensive. This is a lot of work. I have to do everything myself. Maybe I should just open my own salon. So I'm, I'm watching that trend. It's like solo suite for a year. And then it's into like 1200 square feet four to five employees, more of, you know, my size, um, how splash was. So what do you think, like, what would you tell yourself if you were in that position where you're like, you're at a salon, you're a commission stylist, you're at that seven year itch, you know, there's more, but you don't know quite where to go. Like when were you at your happiest and what would you recommend that somebody do? Like in hindsight, looking back at all of the different things that you did. Keep it small. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to go. Um, the thing with the solo, like there's so much overhead. And so when I went to the summit, am I allowed to say that? Yeah. 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 Right. Ken? Um, we, we were told that, you know, our rent was our lowest bill out of everything. The highest is your payroll tax. Right. And, and then your supplies. So if you're paying that much more in rent and they have a piece of you already, you're already setting yourself, I think, like on the underhand, unless you're really, really, really fastidious with your expenses. And these days with the price of color, you don't have a choice. Like if you want to color hair, it's freaking expensive. I only do models now. 
And I just had one reach out to me and she's like, Hey, I'm due for color. Do you need a model? And I was like, actually I do. She's a brunette. I want to do like a milk chocolate, dark chocolate kind of thing on her. And I'm looking at her photo and I'm, I'm doing the math in my head going so much for a model. Like it's going to cost me a hundred bucks to do her hair with her not paying with all that I need to buy. Like I'll go into salon centric and it's just for that head. It's just like a porosity spray, you know, the, the color for the regrowth, the developer, the gloves, um, the glaze for the ends conditioner, all that stuff. And it's like $86. And I'm like, how did that just happen for free hair? Like, how did I just spend money to do a model? But I'm thinking, you know, when you're in the salon and you have a new colorist and they're not so sure of what they're doing, there's a lot of product waste, a lot of colors going down the Mm -hmm. sink. They're over, you know, overshooting their mix. Um, but on the, on the note of color, cause I'm so ADD, I didn't want to keep rambling on about business and not talk about color. Your color defies all rules of hair color always, and always has. Do you remember back in the nineties when we would go to a hair show, how many people would pull your hair? (laughs) You had this ginormous head of the most beautiful natural curl. And you were so good at like, you were the original curly girl that knew what to do with your curls before there was we dad or diva or any of these systems. Yeah. Yeah. You were just like, look, this is the way I sleep. I plop it. I do this with a (laughs) t-shirt. You like knew all that stuff instinctively because you had curly hair, but your natural color is so dark and your blonde is so blonde and you used to get there with a single process. I'll never forget that. Like you defy every math equation that I teach, everything that I say, you know, is not possible. You make possible. And every time you try a new product, you are the guinea pig and you do it on your own head, which yeah. blows my mind because I hate doing my Other own than hair. your mom being the guinea pig for gray coverage. <laughs> exactly. She's always my gray coverage guinea pig. She's like, I'm the guinea pig. But how do you stay so breast-free blonde when you're so, so dark? Like, are you Jen Aniston where you're like foiling yourself every two weeks? No, I stopped doing my base color because I do have a tiny bit of gray, but I'm primarily dark. And um, by boosting my roots, just even two levels, it would eventually turn into orange. Yeah. Because red lives at five and I'm like a five, four, like that's a five, four basically. Um, So I just switched to straight highlights and not as many and bring it up, you know, up to the pale. And then I'll glaze it with like a 10 P and clear. So how often are you doing your highlights? Because with a level four, even just a heavy highlight, you're going to look like, you know, Pepe Le Pew, the skunk with the black, the dark roots and the blonde. I've never seen you look Rudy and, and not done. So this is, I did it probably a month ago to five weeks ago was the last time I put highlights in. And you're, must- you're holding your hands up and you're highlighting it yourself. You're not getting anybody to do it for you. <laughs> I do it myself. But in the front though, I do have a little bit of natural blonde that comes in during the summer, which helps. It's, do you ever wear curly anymore? I never see you curling. Only when I curl it. So is your curl gone from bleaching it so much? It's from uh, doing the keratin. Oh, so you do keratin. Too. I do keratin, which okay. actually preserves my hair. Yeah, I'm amazed that it always looks healthy and not 
not pushed as far as it's actually being pushed. Now, do you have a recommendation as far as the type of, you know, people think there's a magic powdered lightener that's better than others. I always say bleach does one job and it does it well. And it's just your personal preference as far as what brand, but what do you find gets you the lightest with the least amount of damage? So the flash lift with the bonder. And I actually, the last time I took home the packets that they gave us for the nine levels of lift. That's a, a new Redken? It's a new Redken, yes. It goes to nine levels. So I did use that as, again, the test rat. <laughs> but it definitely saved me like 20 minutes of my hair coming up. I mean, doing it at home, like I have to pull the dryer on it and it doesn't come up easily. It gets stuck in like level eight. Right. Yeah. So are you pro bonders? Do you use only the bonder in the lightener or do you use bonders on the hair as well? So we also use the Brazilian bonder from California. The B3. Is that the B3? I've heard, I've heard stuff about the B3. So we just specifically order that and we put that in as well. But you have to be, you have to be careful. Like we were talking about um, the puffing. Like you, mm. you can't overdo it because then it puffs out. The no bleed. matter what powder you use it with. Well, they discontinued the up to seven. I know I'm brokenhearted about that. That was like, that was my jam on someone who's like a level five and they want that, that golden Goldie Hawn kind of yes. blonde. Um, Cause I knew it wasn't going to go past it and it would stay in that butter stage. So that was always my go-to. If, if I couldn't get it done with the level 12 color, I would jump to the up to seven. That was kind of my mid thing before I would go to a flash lifter blonde or anything and like stronger. when you're processing with the touch up in between like right oh, right that was our perfect yes yeah i wonder why they just it, do you think the nine replaced the seven because everybody wants to be you know frozen blonde they just figured let's do nine levels this was a question we did ask during our class um caroline caroline or caroline mm -hmm. from reagan she said that she likes the icing as a replacement the blonde icing so I heard that um, L'Oreal discontinued the platinum. Is that, do you think they just switched it over because they're all owned by the same company? Do yeah. you think icing is just a replacement for platinum and they didn't need to have both? Well, we didn't even get the icing in again yet. Everything's been back ordered. So I said, I said to my sister, I'm like, maybe we should try that as our, we need a second bleach other than the flash. Did like you have you said, any of those problems with the skipping the beads that everybody had on social media with the flash lift? They said there was like a bad batch and it was causing like, there was like almost like polka dots on the hair. I've experienced that, but uh, sometimes it's the minerals that people have at their, at, at home from their water. And, and if they have too much product in their hair, like, you know how people use the root cover? Mm, yeah it's a blocker. So like, you really need to do experiments with all this because there's so many things that could block it, you know, or uneven distribution, like, which before was more idiot proof than it is now. I feel like. I agree. I agree. All of a sudden, all these things are factoring in that we never worried about back in the nineties. It was just like bleach always worked. And yes. Yes. Yeah. And the hair so, always lightened much further than it does now. 
Um, so I don't know, because we had the the uh, chestnut hill frosting ladies that, you know, would come in and they wanted that pale, pale blonde, but on their darker base. And we never had problems with it sticking in, in level eight. So that's, that's actually it was BW, right? basic white. Oh my God. So I did a <laughs> retreat recently and Ian came and, and taught and he's like, these are the products that I need. And he asked for Clairol reds and the good old liquid Miss Clairol and BW. I said, dude, you cannot Clairol. get on my stage. You cannot get on my stage and use BW. I I won't even use BW on my doll head. I feel bad. I'm like, <laughs> I opened that can. And I'm like, oh, I just lost like six days yeah. of my life in lung, yes. lung damage, right? But, <laughs> you know, it'll take the paint off the walls. <laughs> it ain't going <laughs> to stay in no level eight with that shit. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, and oh it's turning God. everything else a level 10 all through. Oh my exactly. God. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what do you, besides the B3 being mixed into your lightener, what would you say is something that you've discovered? You're, you've been a colorist for a very long time and you've, seen it all. Um, you were the queen of the base break back in the day. You're the one that taught me what a base break was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, what's something that you do that you think like someone listening would be like, oh my gosh, I never really thought about that. Like, is there anything you do differently that you would say is your little, you know, calling card, mm -hmm. like people would know you for that's different? Keratin products, because they give your hair what it's lacking already. So if you build up your hair ahead of time and use products that have it in it, then your hair is going to be more, it's going to be stronger and more resilient. And then I, I think we were speaking about the whole water situation. Like you have to test your water at home because water at home, <laughs> chlorine and hard water will make your hair a whole different ball game. And everybody has like different, you know, amounts of chlorine and hardness in their water. And that could be playing against you. So your hair, if you want to bring it to a level 10 or 12, it's not going to survive. And so then maybe that's what has happened. Cool. Maybe they've upped the amount of chemicals in the water. And that's the difference because, you know, I've been told that there's only two States in the entire country that don't have hard water. And that's always been the case, but it just seems to be harder. Like my hair, it, when I first do it, it's nice and pale. And within literally three shampoos, it's urine yellow again. I'm like, here we freaking go. And then I'm pulling out the Malibu blonde packets and I'm putting that in there to get the urine out. But you're, you're shampooing your hair with the very thing that's adding the yellow, trying to get the yellow out. So it becomes this like chasing your tail. I finally got a filter on there. So it's the a little better. Yeah, but it's still not hundred percent. It definitely does help those granules, like they filter through the water. And I thought Jonathan, do you remember Jonathan Anton? Oh yeah. Remember he like came out with his home, his own water line because of this. Yeah. He was like, Something's wrong with this water. <laughs> and I, and now it all makes sense. I'm like, he's right. Yeah. Like, your water could be screwing up your hair. You could be using the best products, having the best color job. And then it, it looks like you swam in a pool. Yeah. That doll Barbie doll hair shine. And right? it has that Barbie doll feel that like sticky weird yes. feeling too. Yes. And I always ask clients, I'm like, do you swear to me that you did not swim in a pool? <laughs> I swear I didn't go underwater, <laughs> but they don't have to because it's in their shower. Right. They're bathing in it. Yeah. And it makes your skin itchy. It like, it's, it's so bad. 
So if anything, replace your shower head. It's like $40, $50 at Lowe's and you just replace it every six months. They're, they actually have like a little dial on it that tells you the month that you replaced it. Oh, yeah. cool. Mine doesn't have that. Yeah. That's cool. Or gallons so, of water, you know. With the um, with the keratin, do you find that your clients get the keratin treatment not to smooth out frizz or curl, but just to keep their hair healthy? Like, is there is there a way to do it? Where Because I like my natural curl. So I'm starting to get those little flyaway fuzzies in Florida with the humidity. And I'm like, oh, should I get a keratin just to smooth that out? But then I don't want to have to fight harder to put my curls in. So the Kerotherapy product has been our favorite for that purpose. Uh, it re- You're able to still get a good curl in that stays right out of the gate. Where the previous products like the Brazilian treatment. Um, I think they were even taken off the market, but it had tons of formaldehyde in it. Your hair would be so stick straight. Your ears would stick through your hair. Exactly. Yeah. I hate that look too. Like you can see people from a mile away with those broomy stick straight ends that like brush on their shoulders. I'm like, mm, now hair's not supposed to look like that. No, Carotherapy though has been- Is that the brand or is that the B3 product? Under no, their that's umbrella. the brand. Carotherapy. Carotherapy, mm-hmm. we get it through, well, it's through the Redken East Coast. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's not as toxic. Like even when you're doing it, it's not as bad breathing it in. There's not as many fumes, but your hair retains its bounce. You're able to curl it and it still looks good. It just takes the frizz away and it makes it, more healthy when you're highlighting like it so you so you do your highlights and then that locks in your color so it's after the color you do that on top of it right on top I've had clients come in and get it done in one day they get their gray covered and then I do the carotherapy and it seals in their color and their their grays are like not squirrely and you know so it doesn't get brand, like I've seen the keratin make people's hair so orange and brassy. It doesn't do anything to the color right after. Not this brand. I've seen that as well. The Chi may, I hope I'm not breaking rules by mentioning brands, but, <laughs> but the Chi turned it orange and then they would yeah. need another color service after. Exactly. That's why I would be afraid to do it right after color. No, the Carotherapy locks in your color. Hmm. And how long does that take after the colors? So, so if I were to do highlights with you and want that treatment, how long would I be in your salon? So it's usually three hours. Well, highlights, so a touch up with the carotherapy treatment is about three hours. If you're getting a full head of highlights, factor in an hour to an hour and a half of highlights, and then add another hour and a half to two hours with the treatment. And how long does it last? Like three to five months. Oh, cool. I'll have to book with you next time I'm seeing my mom. Yes. And there's a temporary one. There's there's an express one. If you just want to get your pinky toe in. <laughs> yeah, I would probably do that because I'm such a wuss when it comes to trying new things. And I, yeah, I had gotten the Coppola keratin, that express years ago. <clears throat> and I just was so afraid of it getting stick straight, like we talked about. So I've been seeing more people 
saying like, oh, no, no, it doesn't make it. They said it's like less passes with the iron if you don't want it to be as straight. So that chirotherapy, are you still going through and doing all that with the iron? With the full treatment, yes. The express, no. The express, you just spray it in, dry the hair, and then you run it through with the flat iron, almost like you're putting a leave-in treatment in basically, but it's, it's like six weeks. It stays, but it gives you like a little tester. Is that good for Florida humidity? Or do you think I need the Mac daddy? I would try that first. Okay. If you like that, then go on to the Mac daddy. Okay. And you haven't seen it do anything. Like I have shades EQ on my base. So it's definitely because I'm so terrified of the Blarange curse coming back. I try not to do anything to that. It hasn't touched it now. No, because I do it to my, well, I'm, I don't have the base, but um, one of our stylists, she does her roots every 10 days because she has gray coverage. Like she's totally white and she does the keratin as well. And it does not change her hair color at all. Hmm. Cool. She's almost like your mom's gray. Yeah, hers is that poor woman. She's been gray since she's been in her twenties. She keeps threatening to let it go, but she's never gone to. She looks good though. God bless her. Yeah. She's doing good. It was, it was nice to see you. And it was nice to see her. I had a very nice visit and I, I don't go home often enough because it's so damn cold. Oh, so you brought gonna, it with you. <laughs> oh man. I know everybody's like, Oh, it was 70 last week. I'm like, mm, of course it was. <laughs> course it changed when I'm here and then I came back here and it's unseasonably cold here when I came back so I was like oh come on give a girl some sunshine yes well it is always a pleasure to talk to you we could we could make this a four-hour podcast but I'm so very proud of you and everything that you've done and and your work ethic is bar none I've never seen anybody work as hard or as much as you um, you blew my mind with never being sick. Like you never called out sick a single day in seven years. I've ne- if you got sick, it would be like Sunday for five hours and then you would be right back up for Tuesday, you know? So amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I'm well, glad that we're still friends and that we get to keep in touch after all these years. Me too. Yeah. You're the best. You were the best educate education, education. It was drilled in my head, our head. We learned the Redkin inside and out, and it still holds true. And this is what I told our educator. I said, we learned it when there was only three colors and you had to make all the in-between colors. Right. And that's how you really know it, right? Yeah, exactly. Now that now there's one for every single shade. It's insane. (laughs) Which I'm like, like, I'm like, it's too dumbed up for me. Yes. (laughs) That's, that's what happens. And then we were so used to mixing all these things together that yeah. people now want to mix three and four shades together, but they're already pre-blended and they already have background colors. So now you have like six, when you're mixing three, you're really mixing eight or seven, you know, yes. it's like this whole cauldron of like tones, just intermixing, creating like expensive mud. It's so hard to reprogram to that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like we're used to it being difficult. Yes, that's so true. So true. I was just reading, I pulled a book out of my bookcase and it was an old Clairol book. It's hilarious, like the wording and everything. But to your point, the fundamentals of color haven't changed since Cleopatra. Like it is what it is chemically, you know, and everybody thinks that this like hidden recipe, there's, there's a person floating around um, social media (laughs) that sells a recipe book on Amazon. Everyone's like, oh my God, did you get it? Did you get the blonding box? 
it, it, well, Beth at least explained it. I loved <laughs> when Beth did it because she said, this is what I'm using. And this is why this yes. is just a book of recipes. And I'm like, people are going to get themselves into some shit because putting that recipe on your hair and then my hair, totally different things. I have a base color. You don't, I have more yellow. You don't. Right. So it's like this whole blanket of just give me the formula. You know, even people that join my membership when they, the first week when they join, they're always very irritated by my first answer when they, they reach out in a panic and say, this client's in my chair and what do I do? And I'm like, well, what is her starting level? What's her percentage of gray? What's the density of her hair? Can I see a photograph? Why, why do you, why do you need to see a photograph? I'm like, she could have purple and green hair. Like, I don't know what, (laughs) and and they usually do like, I'll, I'll try to walk them through it. And then I'll say, can I please have a picture? And they'll send it to me and I'll say, thank God they sent me that picture because in my mind, the way that they described it, I don't know about you, but most people will say, oh, she's a natural level seven. I'm like, I've yet to have a natural level seven in my chair. Like, where is this unicorn that these people speak of? And then they'll show me a picture and it's a four. And I'm like, there's a big difference between lightning a four and lightning a seven. So a picture, you know, paints, you know, a very much more vivid picture of what you're dealing with. And it's since the beginning of time, wherever it started, it's so hard to your point to unlearn those things that we learned from the new brand new start in school. It's like, that's ingrained in our brain that like, this is the way it has to be when technology has changed so much, but the the chapters in the book from a starting stylist are the same. I've had girls, you know, come in the last three years and I'm like, can I see your textbook? Same stuff from back when we were in school. Color wheel. So I'm just like, there has to be, you know, an intervention of something at the lower, at the earlier stages to prevent all of the trial by fire and messing up from the very fundamentals that we were taught were the truth. So that's, again, that's that's a whole other podcast we could talk about. We'll have have another one. (laughs) Do you remember, wait, real quick, when we were at Vidal Sassoon and the one woman in our class said that she used a drop of black to tone her blonde and she was like billy idol blonde yeah yeah that's, that's you remember that it's actually it's actually called the drop that's what uh tracy cunningham teaches i don't i don't think she does it as much now that there's higher level bees back then the only bee that existed was the level one so you needed that level one at that you know so much clear with a little bit of blue um yeah but people people still do it, it still terrifies me to leave it me on more too. than 30 seconds <laughs> but it works <laughs> but we heard about it years ago <laughs> yeah I, well everything comes back you know that's why when I say you know the, the I said to my kids the younger people don't want to learn from me because I don't wear a hat and I'm not cool and they're like please don't <laughs> wear a hat <laughs> please don't <laughs> but the point is when they see that you've been around for a long time they assume that you're not up to date with what's going on now, but you and I can both agree that everything that's now was from back then and it's just repackaged in new words. You know, it's, my favorite it's all the thing same from thing. your class, like which was the last class before the world ended <laughs> <laughs> that we went to, I loved how you and Bryn dyed all the swatches with all the different shades. That was great, like on real hair. Real hair. Yeah. That was great. 
Yeah. And I tell everybody that that's the best class you'll ever have for yourself. Like buy the hair, buy the product, get a little baby spoon. I have these little things that I got on (laughs) Amazon. So it's the smallest amount because it's so damn expensive, but I still, I'm going to be doing that in January. I have it up on my calendar to do a new swatch thing to show everybody the results of all these new chocolate cover colors and the AGs and all that. Um, But it's, it's, I'm forever the student first. I'm the student first, then I'm the educator. Once I see it, visibly, you know, a result and right in front of my face. Like I just uh, glazed Brynn and I pulled out my swatch, did the glaze ahead of time on the swatch because she has very thirsty, curly, porous hair. She's in a wedding in a couple of days. I'm like, if I just dump on the swat, the uh, mixture that I think is good, I'm going to overtone it. And then she's going to be in tears and I'm going to have to worry about lifting it out where, you know, five minutes with this ahead of time saves everybody aggravation and swatching is not showing your client that you don't know what you're doing. It's showing your client how much you care about what you're doing. And you have the wisdom behind it. So you could take A and B and put it together because you have experience. So that's why anything that you say is Bible. (laughs) (laughs) I need my own damn Bible, right? (laughs) (laughs) With no recipes. My Bible will not have recipes. It'll have think, 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 think where you are, think where you're going. You're going to meet somewhere in the middle. So it's fun though. I love. You and Beth will fight each other over this one, right? Yeah, no, we actually have done a lot of collaboration, believe it or not, (laughs) which is so surreal to me. I'm like, how did this even happen? Like she was absolutely my, I stalked her, but you know, to and from (laughs) every every state in the, in the entire country. And it was, (laughs) it was money well spent for sure. So, all right. Well, I will let you go. Thank you for being with me. This was so much fun. And I think we need to do a part two and talk more about color because we could go on and on and on about that as well. But I I will see you soon for a Cara Cara therapy. And an express express (laughs) therapy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And where do people find you? I know you're not big on social media, but if they want to follow you, where will they find you? Uh, So it's LMD Salon. Oh, uh, see, she doesn't even know her handle. She's that, she's that much on Aqua hair studio, but it's LMD salon. Um, I forget what the end of it is. Don't you have an aqua one on Instagram? We do. Well, yeah, so do that one. yeah. We have a Facebook page too. aqua hair studio, aqua hair studio. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we will see you on the next one. Thank you. It was so much fun. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.